In legal news today, Dylan Roof has pled guilty to state murder charges for the June 2015 South Carolina church massacre. It allows him to avoid a second death sentence on the state charges. Police reform and civil liberties advocates have advocated for body cameras on police officers and dashboard cameras on police cars with the idea that video recordings would deter the excessive use of police force and provide evidence when there are allegations that it happened. But last year, North Carolina passed a law that prevents the release of these kinds of recordings, except in limited circumstances. The law is now facing its first significant test after Greensboro police arrested a teenager for assault and resisting arrest earlier this month, and the teenager's mother wants video of the incident viewed by the entire city. Our guest to talk about this issue uh, is Mary Fan, a professor at the University of Washington School of Law who's written extensively on criminal justice and issues surrounding the use of body cams on police officers. Mary, it's good to have you here. Um, what does this North Carolina law do? The North Carolina law restricts access uh, to recordings uh, made via body cams um, unless uh, you're actually on that video or you're, or, you're, or you're representative of someone who's on that video. There is a provision that allows other people to petition to the court um, upon a showing of you know, some compelling interest. There's a number of factors that the courts can consider. Um, there is a court process to seek video as well. So in this case, you have a young man who's been charged. He, he and his mother have seen the video. Is that video allowed to be used at his trial? The video can be used against him at his trial. Um, uh, yes. Well, do we know if it can be if it's against him or if it might help him? I mean, I'm, um, I'm taking no, it that the police might not be releasing it uh, because it doesn't work for them. That, that's well, it, it, the, it, the yes, it could be. We don't know because we don't have the video, right? Um, and it, there there may well be uh, uh, factors that support. Um, the, uh, the, the prosecution, and there may well be factors that support the defense. We just don't know. Well, Mary, you know, a lot of people, when in, in the issues that have come up in policing across the country the last couple of years, have talked about wanting body cams on police officers so that when you have excessive force allegations or wrongful arrest allegations, the public can know whether or not, in fact, there is a problem in a particular case and they can kind of see the video of what happened. Why, okay. What's North Carolina's rationale for restricting the, the ability of the public to see videos like this? Privacy. One word, privacy. Um, so that's the, that's, that's the oft-cited rationale, is privacy. Now, um, we all know that there are other important reasons, there are other concerns as well that law enforcement agencies have um, with respect to the release of videos. But the... the the word that you hear often is privacy. Whose privacy? The privacy of the people who may be captured on camera, the privacy of the officers who are involved. But we're, we're, we also know, of course, that there's concerns with the, um, uh, pre, you know, prejudging a case. Um, videos only show, you know, part of the story potentially, not all the facts, etc. So there's a lot of concern with managing um, the story. And uh, also uh, potential for uh, the incendiary nature of some videos to, ma to manage that as well. But if 
if this goes to trial, I understand from what I've read that there is pressure on him to plead, and he has some kinds of mental disabilities. His mother does not want him to to plead and says that he's not guilty. And so if there is a trial, though, he will be able to use that video if he wants to in his uh, defense? If there, this is um, in standard criminal practice. Um, you are entitled to the evidence that the law enforcement that law enforcement agencies have against you, um, um, so that you can use it on in your defense. So that's standard law enforcement practice. Of course, with body camera videos, you know these. This is this is it's not an unprecedented terrain, but it's a newer terrain for courts. I, I, what I just don't understand is the reason for these videos is so mm-hmm. that there can be transparency, so that. That's right. Everyone can look and see what happened and judge. And I, and everyone realizes that it's not perfect. There are different angles. We've seen a lot of those those demonstrations. But why did the judge, what was his reason for blocking the release of the video? So um, with respect to blocking the release of the video, there there are a number of factors that the, the, the North Carolina law um, specifies things like uh, privacy, things like the interests of the officer, things like um, um, timing and proper timing and, and other sort of open-ended factors, risk of. Um, so, so you know, there's it's a balance of these factors. And, and frankly, um, because they're so open-ended, because there's several factors, it's in the end really highly discretionary decision call by the judge. Well, you know, Mary, the, the North Carolina is kind of classifying these as personnel records, right? And that, that's, that's why right. they're treating it this way. So, which doesn't necessarily, I think, to a lot of people feel intu- the intuitive way one should look at this kind of record. How are other states or jurisdictions dealing with this question right now? There is a split. There is a there is quite a split across the nation in terms of how to address these issues. Um some legislatures are stepping in, and, and often when they do, they're exempting body camera videos from disclosure, and they often point to the example of Washington State, actually, um, as to why they're doing that, um, because Washington State had a broad public disclosure law, and, and, um, and we had a requester who made national headlines by requesting uh, huge volumes of uh, video and then posted it for a while on YouTube. And so you actually could, for a while, see on YouTube police calls responding to, for example, um, domestic uh, violence um, um, calls, um, all sorts of highly sensitive situations. Um, So you're seeing some legislatures um, responding to that and saying, we're going to exempt it to protect privacy. We're going to classify it as a law enforcement record. We're going to classify it as a personnel record, et cetera. To, to, to shield these videos from disclosure. Well, our thanks to Mary Fenn, uh, a professor at the University of Washington School of Law. This is a very uh, complicated issue, but one in which uh, North Carolina at least has come down on the side of protecting the privacy rights of police officers. I know when, when this happened initially, I mean, the, the man who put this into, who suggested the law, said its intent was to take politics out of requests for body camera footage. It That's seems a little like difficult it's become, to do. Yes. That's a little difficult to do. 
That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks to our technical director, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sucherman. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus an invaluable website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com.